Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything, life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Surge Effect. In today's episode of The Surge Effect, I'm going to be talking a little bit about what transpired the other day in our House of Commons in Canada here, uh, November the 6th. They took a vote on carbon tax. Before we get started, I'm going to mention two sponsors today. Our first sponsor is Love My Legs on Sound Grey Bruce. Just click on their link below in the description and head on over to their website um, on Facebook and check out all the items they have to offer. They have three different styles of waistbands for comfort, and they are the only lifetime guarantee in the business. All right. Our second sponsor today is T-Shirts, She-Shirts. T-Shirts, She-Shirts. Head on over to their website. Click on the description below. And uh, check out their catalog, see what they have to offer. They have more than just T-shirts, and they are more than just a T-shirt company. They have everything to offer over there for clothing. All right, so let's get into today's podcast. So I'm just going to show you a couple of uh, videos. And if you haven't heard what transpired the other day uh, in regards to the vote in our House of Commons, um. I will uh, get into that, and we will show a couple of videos, like I said, and uh, maybe give you a bit of an idea of how these uh, members of parliaments kind of screw screw over us Canadians and screw us screw us over in a large way. So this here is just a little compilation um, about carbon tax and people talking about carbon tax, MPs across uh, different provinces talking about carbon tax, and what they have to uh, say about it. Let's go. Down over carbon pricing in Canada is intensifying. Provinces want more exemptions for more Canadians. The right thing to do, we feel, for the, is for the Canadian government to extend fairness to all Canadian families. They need to give everyone a break. The carbon tax is not a silver bullet. All this is doing is just causing unfairness. Premiers on the East Coast, where constituents benefit most from Ottawa's carbon carve-out, also taking aim at the federal Liberal policy. I understand the concerns of my colleagues from other parts of the country, and I would ask, uh, I would ask that the, the federal government address those concerns in, in a meaningful way. I think it's time to have a real serious look at this carbon tax and what it has done, what it's doing, and the negative impact it's having. This latest situation with the federal government, uh, it didn't have to happen the way it did. The conservative leader voting to scrap the carbon tax on all home heating. Justin Trudeau confirmed again today that he's not worth the cost. But what we learned is that he's now got a new carbon tax coalition with the separatists to divide our country. Given that the NDP was forced to flip-flop on Trudeau's plan to quadruple the tax, he had to find a new partner to keep him in power and avoid this non-confidence vote from passing. And who was there to save him? The separatists. Well, he's now signed on with the separatists to divide Canadians into two separate classes those who will have to pay carbon tax on their home heat and a small minority who will get a pause from the pain. All of Trudeau's MPs sold out their constituents and voted to make their... 
Look at that. Liberals voted 152 not to push this through. Conservatives, uh, they wanted to go through with 115, of course, and then the bloc did 31 no. So the bloc jumped on board with the NDP to uh, screw over Canadians and uh, make us pay a tax on carbon to heat our homes when it is cold. Home heating more expensive. Trudeau and his costly MPs have divided our country, raised our taxes, and pushed our people out into the cold. Yeah, so they've pushed us out in the cold, 100%. The uh, carbon tax is ridiculous. I'll get into that in a minute, uh, how I feel about all that. But uh, once again, let's... Um, show a couple of videos the other day when they did a um, the vote in the house there was a fellow by the name of uh, Ken McDonald and uh, he was one of the MPs that voted of course to stick it to Canadians and here he is here I uh, saw this the other day of course it says remember this pompous ass Ken McDonald, Liberal MP from Avalon, stood up in our Canadian House of Commons today, voted to, to charge more carbon tax on all Canadians while giving us all the finger. It's always nice to know that there are elected officials out there who can be voted out of office. So it's time to get cracking on, on uh, not losing or wasting any time and getting rid of this Canadian tax of the tax dollars and fire this guy from Avalon. So uh, he said he was scratching his head. I got to call bullshit on that. And uh, the reason why I call bullshit on that, yeah, I think he's just covering his uh, covering his ass. But I am going to show you a video clip of him actually um, doing exactly what everyone knows he did. And uh, I'm sorry for the people that are listening to this on uh, on a podcast. In your car or on your headset, you won't be able to see what he's doing. So I'll try to explain it to you as I'm going. But the people that are on YouTube can watch this video, actually. So he stands up. And it's going to play a couple of times here. But he stands up, takes his earpiece out, gives the finger. And then he actually sits down and smiles. I'm going to play this a couple of times. I'm going to blow up this image. There it is. He scratches. Yeah. And the old finger and smile. And he does it again, of course. And he smiles. The guy to his right, he's actually smiling and laughing as well. So these MPs, these liberal MPs, for some reason, he's going to do it one more time. I'll just show it one more time. Um, I'll stop it right there. So these liberal MPs, for some reason, they think it's funny. They think it's funny that, you know, 36 million Canadians, 37 million Canadians, um, we get to pay carbon tax. And uh, meanwhile, Quebec does not pay carbon tax. So therefore, the bloc, of course, jumping on with the, the the rest of the bandwagon, you know, the NDP and the rest of the liberals, uh, because Quebec doesn't pay carbon tax. So why is it that it's like a second? Talk about divisiveness, you know. And Trudeau always talks about. He said this the other day in the house that uh, Pierre's uh, Polyev is divisive. Well, no, that's divisive. When you have one province out of our ten that does not pay carbon tax, and the rest of us do, it's a crock of shit. Another thing that's a crock of shit, most people don't really realize it, is that 
Canada, 35.8 million people. Yeah, we don't pay car or we pay carbon tax. The United States has 321 million. They do not pay carbon tax. Mexico has 121 million people. They do not pay carbon tax. These are the types of things, as like I said, about getting online and uh, getting hold of your MP and uh, reaching out to them, giving them a little bit of a blast and saying, you know what, enough is enough. This is horseshit. You could literally throw trillions of dollars. You could give them every penny you ever made in the last 40 years around the globe. It will do zero to change climate. Zero. I don't know how much more I can tell people in regards to it, but it's true. And uh, I follow science. I don't know what most other people follow. Uh, if it's if you're following the words of a politician, um, you're in a world of hurt, my friend, because the stuff that flows out of their mouth is not scientific. Um, anyway, so to give you an example, like here's John Kerry. He's at a senatorial <coughs> hearing. He's, he's trying to answer a couple of questions. John Kerry, uh, he is a lifer in the States for politics, and John Kerry flies around in his jet and burns more fuel in one trip and uh, than you would do in your vehicle for a whole year. And he has the hypocrisy to talk to other people in the States as well around the world that uh, we need to do more to... You know, look after the environment and pay more and tax because of carbon. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So listen to this little exchange. It's quite, it's quite comical. True, you have a science degree from Yale? What's that? Bachelor of Arts degree. Is it a political science degree? Yes, political science. So how do you get a Bachelor of Arts in a science? Well, it's liberal arts education and degree. It's a bachelor. Okay, so it's not really science. So I think it's somewhat appropriate that somebody with a pseudoscience degree is here pushing pseudoscience in front of our committee today. Let's get back to the science of it. But it's not science. You're not quoting science. I, I, well, you're the science expert. You got the political science degree. Look, let me ask you this. What's the consensus on parts per million of uh, CO2 in the atmosphere? About 406, 406 today. Okay, 406. Are you aware... 350 being the level that scientists have said is dangerous. Okay, are you aware... 350 is dangerous. Wow. Are you aware that since mammals have walked the planet, the average has been over 1,000 parts per million? Yeah, but we weren't walking the planet. It, it, it's. Um, let me just share with you that... We now know that definitively at no point during at least the past 800,000 years has atmospheric CO2 been as high as it is today. The reason you chose 800,000 years ago is because for 200 million years before that it was greater than, the, than it is today. And I'm going to say for the record. Yeah, but there weren't human beings. I mean, there was a different world, folks. We didn't have 7 oh, billion people. So how did it get to 2,000 parts per million if we humans weren't here? Because there were all kinds of geologic events happening on Earth which spewed did up. Did geology stop when we got on the planet? Mr. Chairman, I, I, this is just not a serious conversation. Your, your testimony is not serious. That's right. His testimony's not serious. And good for Mr. Massey for standing up and calling this out for what it is. Bullshit. And John Kerry doesn't like it because John Kerry, he gets paid to, to push the narrative that 
you know, climate change is what it is. And it's uh, all because of humans, all because of us, because all the stuff that we've done. And instead of saying to people that it's cyclical, this has been going on for thousands of years, and people will say, well, where's your proof? Where's your scientific proof? Listen to scientists. Listen to what they say. If you have uh, problems with your body, you go to see a doctor because a doctor went to school for eight years, and chances are doctors know maybe just a little bit more about the human body than you do. Just saying, right? So that's why people specialize. Same with scientists. For the most part, scientists are paid money by governments as well. That's why a lot of times scientists, they, you know, go in the direction of the flow of the politician. Whatever the politician says, the scientist just tends to go along with what he's saying. So I'm going to show you another uh, video clip. And this guy's name is Dick Linson. And Dick is a, uh, he's an MIT. He goes by Dick, but his name is Richard uh, Linson. And he is a, an MIT uh, professor. And I would, I would listen to what this guy has to say. You know, you might, and this is the thing too uh, in regards to climate change. When anyone says anything about climate change or shows anything about climate change on YouTube, you'll see a little header at the bottom of all the videos. Mine will be no different, I'm sure. Once I upload this video, it'll probably have the same header. Uh, and they, they always... Uh, quote wikipedia as well they always want to uh, quote wikipedia well no <laughs> it's laughable so anyway like i said i listen to what dick has to say here he's a scientist from mit and a professor in regards to to, to science so listen to what he says if one asks about is the temperature increasing or decreasing it's always doing one or the other. I have no concern about that. By asking people to worry about whether it's going up or down, you're immediately establishing dishonesty. The Earth is always changing. Climate change is nothing you have to prove. Uh, it always is happening. It always has happened. So to make that into something alarming seems to me a little bit weird. Um, a little bit weird. Now, see, politicians take it a step further, and they tax you for it because they want they got everyone right where they want them, and they go, "Oh, do it for your kids, do it for your grandkids, do it for the best part of the world." No, you're doing it to line pockets in the politicians' pockets of our money of a situation that's bullshit. Let's carry on. Sea level is a hard thing to measure, actually. At any given place, traditionally, sea level was measured by what are called tide gauges, a stick in the water, basically. And two things change what a tide gauge shows, the land moving up and down and the sea moving up and down. Most places, it's the land that is the biggest effect. So you don't have a good measure of sea level rise. On the other hand, uh, for the last 30 years or so, we've had satellite measurements that are actually measuring sea level. Uh, it's very hard to relate these two measurements to each other. They were measuring different things. The general feeling is there is no evidence that it, it's different now than it has been for the last few thousand years. It's been slowly rising ever since the initial rapid rise after the deglaciation 12,000 years ago. 
the claim that we've suddenly seen a big change in that, given we've changed the instrumentation and given the error bars cover the difference, is uh, not entirely uh, fair. And to suggest that what's been going on for thousands of years is something we should suddenly be alarmed at uh, also doesn't seem reasonable. When you hear a Ban Ki-moon saying, life as we know it will cease if we don't do something, what is he referring to? I don't know. I mean, man is adaptable. Uh, people retire to the Sun Belt, not to the Northwest Territory of Canada. Although catastrophes certainly occur, they have many causes of which global warming is one of the least. There are so many interesting questions in climate. We still do not have a complete handle on why we had ice ages. Now, you know, if you want to be concerned, you want a disaster, having two miles of ice on your head is, is problematic. And the Earth has had that. It's very much a matter of the unchallengeable assertion. All religions have dogmas. Dogmas are not proven statements, they're assertions that cannot be challenged. It doesn't mean they're false. I mean, I'm not even suggesting that. I'm simply suggesting that it's a bad idea to have anything that can't be challenged. And, and the trouble is, all of... It's a bad idea to have anything that can't be challenged. Wow, that's fairly profound when you think about it, right? Our scientists, our government employees, even if we're working for private universities, all re See what you just said there? Scientists are all basically government employees. All the research and stuff, it comes from government-funded money. Research is supported by the government. So, as such, uh, we're very sensitive to what politicians <laughs> say and believe. Well, that's a shortcoming. You that's the shortcoming because they're very sensitive in what politicians tend to, you know, say into a microphone. You have to figure out how to fund science in a way that there are no incentives to artificially promoting things. You know, when you hear, for instance, a scientist saying the science is settled, you know that person has stepped out of the science. Uh, so, you know, I think that registers with ordinary people. And whenever you see someone say, you know, instead of answering arguments, uh, how could so many people agree if it weren't true? Uh, it should be a red flag. It should be a red flag. Red flag on the field, folks. Red flag on the field. My view is one has conflated the trivial which is that temperature is changing, climate is changing, man plays some role. There's not much disagreement with uh, predictions of disaster that uh, are not connected clearly to warming or to our activities or to anything else. And leaving people with the thought that uh, if the first part is true, the second part must be true. And it's certainly not the case. And then to add insult to injury, to propose policies that would have nothing to do with any of it, but involve trillions of dollars and harm to many people. 
There you go. That in a nutshell. He's just, uh, Dick uh, Linsman is just one of many scientists who I've come across on the Internet over the years who all jumped on and have said the same thing because science is science. Can't mess around when it comes to science. But yet we get stung with this carbon bullshit. And just like we got stung again the other day because all these politicians sitting in their, on their asses in the house, our house, people around this country that voted these people in just screwed us over. And they're going to continue to screw us over because that's what they do until we get them out. I've always said, do they make your life better or do they make your life worse? If they make your life worse, then what the hell are they doing there? they got to be voted out. It's that simple, folks. It's that simple. Hey, leave your comments below. Let me know what you think about this whole thing. I know what I think about it. I've thought about it for years. I have not changed my mind. From the information that I know, the knowledge that I have, I know this whole thing is bullshit. But let me know what you think. Go ahead and leave your, leave your comment. You may or may not agree with me, but that's okay. That's what makes the world go around because um, everyone has an opinion. So that is it for today's podcast. Thanks a lot for everyone who's ever subscribed to my channel or listened to my channel. And uh, I hope that maybe you've been enlightened by a little bit of stuff. Maybe learn a bit of stuff you've never uh, never knew before. I can also be found on Rumble, as you all know. And I can be found, on, of course, on any Android app or iPhone app. And uh, you can listen to me on, on a podcast when you're when you're cutting the grass or doing stuff around the house or what have you. So on that note... I am going to sign off, and I will see you on my next podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And like I said, please like and subscribe. Ring my little bell. Much appreciated. Have yourself a great day. Cheers. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtsheshirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.